Welcome. Tag foo. What? First and only podcast about people eating stuff. I'm Mike Lisk. I am. This is it. This is it for the soup, Ryan. I've had it with the soups. Oh, right. Just one more. Come on. No, no. This soup you had me eat today. Absolute garbage. It was everything that's awful and disgusting and terrible about all the food we've eaten over the last year and a half in one shitty soup container. All right, let's get right into it. People don't have to wait out all our other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're, well, we're limited. You know, you don't want to do any shrimp dishes. So it, it, it's not even, it, it wouldn't have mattered if there was shrimp in there. <laughs> no, so we, yeah. Uh, all right, so this week we did corn with chicken soup which I don't even know if a lot of places have it. Was it even on the menu where you got it? Uh, it was easier to find than I thought, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah. First first of all, I look at it, and it looks like the same viscosity as egg drop soup. So already I'm like retching, trying not to throw up at a very public cafeteria. Uh-huh. So then I start digging a little bit, and luckily it's not the exact same. Uh, then I poke around. Uh, what it seems to be is, or at least mine is, let's take all the crap lying around that's not good enough for chow mein, and mix it to a pulp, and we'll call it soup, and this idiot will buy it for sixteen dollars a quart. Well, that is, yeah, that is ridiculous. I, I paid seven forty five for the large one. It was yours a large one at least? Don't don't try to distract how terrible it was with the price. Mike. No, but don't I mean, it. It, this is becoming a thing and you are getting ripped off like nobody's business. I mean, well, this thing was huge. I mean, it could have fed three people, uh -huh. except it fed no people because it went straight to the garbage. And I promise you, the raccoons are fucking avoiding it. It was the most disgusting thing we've had in a while. All right. Well, um, I did not know what to expect. Uh, viscosity. I was, you, I was hoping you were just going to say, I did not try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the viscosity was uh, when I saw the cloudiness of the broth, mm -hmm. I was a little concerned. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, is this like a creamy soup? It almost looked like, you know, a creamy soup, yeah. but it, it's not quite there. You know, it's in between. Yeah. Uh, it's not a broth, but it's thick. It's, it's dense. Um, Mine had so much corn in it. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, at least they put the corn first because that's that's the headliner is the corn. The closer. <laughs> I had a fair amount of, you know, medium size to small chunks of white chicken meat. Um, how was your chicken content? You couldn't even fish out some some chicken. Oh. Pulverized. No. I, I took a picture of it before I dug into it, and it just but it just looks like egg drop soup. No, it was like pulverized. Okay, well that's and just then then I tried to pick out a piece of the chicken because I, you know, I would be dutiful in my duties, and even that tasted terrible. But again, it was just mushed, pulverized to death. Uh, it just, it just looked like leftovers with corn thrown in, pulverized. So, I, yeah. I, I've I had no luck with these soups. I still only like wonton soup. Mm -hmm. You claim there's one more. What is it? 
Um, <laughs> where's my where's my menu? You're not gonna like this one now. Great. <laughs> I like the uh, at least at least you're honest. How about uh, bean curd vegetable soup? I'm sorry. Did you say bean curd? <laughs> yeah, vegetable. Oh my god, I can't believe. All right, well, we'll have to figure out something else. Worse. Well, how did you like yours? You know what? I ate it. I mean, I, I didn't eat most of the day. I had something early on, not nothing heavy. So it was sort of my, you know, again, I was limited to the large size. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay, this will be my lunch or whatever. And uh, yeah, I was concerned with the viscosity. Viscosity is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, this is this is definitely gonna be a meal. Mm -hmm. Uh and it was dense and but I I ate it, you know, it it was it was okay. It was you gotta like corn. <laughs> I love corn. <laughs> yeah, I mean I you know, I like corn and there was a lot in there. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought there would be more extra stuff, maybe. But it literally was just corn and chicken. I think you're right. Yeah, that is surprising. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Now to think about it, it was basically just chicken and corn. Yeah, which is strange. And yeah, normally, well, it's normally it, I, I would please me, but uh -huh. somehow they fucked that up. <laughs> now, are you finding? I mean, are you zeroing in on one place? Or are you still trying every other Chinese place in the area, or? No, I just whatever pops up first. Uh-huh. Oh, so, so but then so so I said uh I said let me make it worth my while while and I'll get an order of egg foo young to have tomorrow. Uh-huh. You know, have something to look forward to. This right. thing called life. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I'm sitting there and I you know got, gotten to get to the soup I had had to move the carton of rice, white rice. You know, remember when the days when you used to get Fried rice as the side, just thrown in, no big deal. What happened to that, first of all? <laughs> yeah, um, those days are gone. Where's my country when it comes to <laughs> the fried rice thrown in? Uh -huh. uh, so then, you know, I'm trying not to throw up throughout this soup ordeal. And I go to repack the, the rice back in the bag I'm going to throw in the fridge. Somehow, you know, the, the classic Chinese food container, the the you know uh cardboard or whatever metal handles right. yeah so you can't microwave it uh <laughs> i mean how many of those have you handled in your lifetime Nine thousand. yeah and not once a problem here i am middle of the cafeteria trying to move the thing four inches in the bag somehow the handle snaps white rice everywhere <laughs> on top of <laughs> of this horrible soup now i'm down on my hands and knees or whatever trying to clean up this rice everywhere uh-huh. So total disaster. And the egg food young itself, I'm looking at it. We'll see how it is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But A, it comes with the gravy already on it, strike one. And just looking at it through the plastic, <laughs> the gravy looks like, you know, the thin, dark, mm -hmm. uh, un uncreamy, unpuffy. So I don't even I may not even have that uh -huh. to look forward to. Uh -huh. So Total Christmas Chinese food disaster so far. All right. Uh, I owe you one. So next week you you decide. I mean, if you want to do 
a mystery dish go off the for a week before Christmas. I think next week will probably be our last episode for the holidays. We'll take a break. Ever. Oh, for the holidays. <laughs> for the holidays. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, you're in I charge mean, next week. I've I got mean, some. To be some clear, money. I'm not. I'm not disappointed in you. Uh huh. I'm angry. No. <laughs> what would you give yours? You know, I, I've got some stomach rumbling going on as oh, I boy. speak. <laughs> not, not, not a trip to the bar, the, the bar bathroom, I hope. We might have to pause this one. In, in a Attention short, toilet brushes in the area. Short, Run away. short bit. But, uh, yeah, no, when, when I saw what it looked like, I, I didn't know what it was going to look like. That's what it came down to. I, I had no idea what the appearance would be. Uh, once I saw the appearance and I'm like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. for myself, but then more uh-oh for you because I know how you are. <laughs> the, the empathy coming off of you. I mean, <laughs> the things I could learn. You know, I'm just here screaming and about it. It's, it's not even here. that you won't like it. It's you, You're throwing money away like like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous yeah. what you're paying down there. I generally don't get too upset about these things. But even I, before I even tried the soup, was like $17 seemed a bit ridiculous. Uh-huh. Uh, even though it is, you know, huge. Uh, yeah, super ridiculous. There's a friend of mine who works in uh, D.C. on, on the news. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip him off to this story. Maybe he can blow the lid off, of, <laughs> blow the lid off of inflated yeah. Chinese takeout prices in the D.C. area because it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't know how it compares to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York, well, you were in Brooklyn. Well, it's been a while since you've been there. Yeah, 100 years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. Used but, to be my uh, Cam Singh combo for about eight ninety five. <laughs> but yeah, it was reasonable, right? I mean, you get a, you get my I get my egg for young stuffed thing stuffed with fried rice. I get pork fried rice, extra dollar, and then throw in a soda or two. Uh huh. And it'd be like eight ninety five. Right. And that's that's what it should be. I mean, you know, how do they justify? It's all rice. You know, it's it's like why is rice in D.C. more expensive than rice in anywhere else in the country? It's ridiculous. I'm just upset that this suit, because you're right, it was just corn and chicken and some weird broth. <laughs> you think corn and chicken and regular broth would be right up my uh-huh. street, but they fucked with that because instead of uh, focusing on their nuggets. They want to mess with all this stuff. And it was terrible. And yeah, mm-hmm. this is the first time, this is the most I've ever been pissed off about price. Because I'm like, number one, it's soup. Which, right. I know I'm wrong, but I don't consider soup to be real food. Soup is something you eat while you're waiting for real food to come along. Uh-huh. I know I'm wrong. Uh, but for this to be like garbage water for $17 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you for a year and a half, I've been rolling my eyes at you calling you names not, not to your face uh not on the show but <laughs> and uh i was like this is bullshit uh and then when i experienced it I, it was t- double bullshit so and then there's probably still rice on the floor of the cafeteria i couldn't find so. yeah you're 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 paying close to twice as much as me i it's, it's not one soup over ten dollars i think the most expensive soup is eight dollars or eight something Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. Even, even I'm starting to get a little annoyed with it. Uh-huh. So you should like make a comment. <laughs> like, oh. like, like, like you're some out of towner. 
you know, you know, I think you should at least verbalize your discontent with the pricing. That'll do it. Uh, you know, how yep. do you, you know, just like maybe a question. How do you figure $16 for a soup? Um, just not right. All right. Let's do you be me and I'll be uh, the Chinese restaurant. You asked me that question. Hello. Yes. How are you? Can I help you? Did oh, you I think I, I was going to do a Chinese accent? You did. Shame <laughs> no, on you. No, I thought I was the, the, the restaurant. You're me. I'm the restaurant. Oh, all right. Hello. Yes, I like to place an order. I'll pick it up. Yeah, congratulations. What do you want, dummy? <laughs> I like to get the chicken. Nuggets? The Would the you corn, like the chicken no, nuggets? No, They're really good. Me. The corn with chicken soup. You want the corn with chicken soup? Aye. Yes. All right. You only have the one size. You only you only have the one size. I was speaking, sir. Okay. One size, you get a quarter of it for seventeen dollars. Where would you like it sent? Um. Don't worry, we already know you're seventeen dollars for a quart of soup. That's right. I've never paid that much in my life. How much would you like to pay? I'll pay you seven forty-five, which is what I paid in New okay. Jersey. Well, thank Not you. Not exactly a cheap state. Okay. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll take that seven forty-five, and uh, thank you, New Jersey. And see, and see. I forgot who was who uh, in the middle of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, let uh, as as well as being on notice to knock it off with this other bullshit and focus on their nuggets. Uh, China, if you're listening, starting to get annoyed at the prices, especially mm -hmm. the soup, which again is not food. So I don't know what you're giving this. I'm giving this. 0.1 higher than whatever I gave Chow Man, <laughs> which I'm still furious about. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'll never get this again. Um, um, I would give it, I'll give it a five, you know. You know what? Surprise though. And I know we used to say this. I ate it. You know, I, I did finish it. I didn't throw it out. As, well, you as I went along. You live through like, the depression. I mean, you don't throw away food. <laughs> you know better than this. But there no, is good I, news, and I know we usually save this for the end, but it never happens. So, uh, look what I got. <laughs> there you go. Same same brand as me. I mean, really, we should start a, a fortune cookie company because this 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 uh, yeah. look same thing. Golden Bowl. They've 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 got a they've got a monopoly. Do companies make like like does Walmart make fortune cookies? Like why don't they get into the or or uh, Wegmans or? That's what I'm saying. It, it seems like the market's wide open unless these people have a stranglehold. Whether yeah. they got gangs, you know, shutting down, you know, cracking down on anybody's whoa, whoa. competition. <laughs> uh, I apologize, China, for any comments I made. Hey, hey I, I lived in Queens. I, I I've seen this gang action going on firsthand. It was it was wild. I mean, the Girl Scouts knock out like 20 different brands of cookies all year. They can't throw in a fortune cookie. Uh -huh. There's no brand, you know, like big American brand that doesn't want to get into the fortune cookie. And you know how you know how you conquer the market? Make it Make edible. Make it edible. Yes. Number Make one. It enjoyable. Yes. Make it a good cookie. Number one, make it an edible cookie. Number two, try not to have the dumbest sayings that are aren't even fortunes. <laughs> That's all. Uh -huh. Yeah, how come no? Uh, how come they're not like? How come Ritz doesn't have a fucking uh, fortune cookie product? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, we can't think of everything for these. I mean, yeah, why do we have to do all the work for people? 
All right, I've been screaming for 10 minutes, so I'm going to do something really funny on screen right now. You ready? Uh-huh. All right. People, if you're watching, you're in luck. Enough, I, I'm enjoying the cleavage. I mean, how many buttons are you going right. down there? Jesus. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Like... That's very nice for my confidence. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, that's I mean, help. I'm saying I'm sure the ladies Great. are enjoying it. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Valentine's <laughs> Day, just two months away. Are you strutting around the office with all the, the, that uh, virile not, chest hair? Come... Not anymore. <laughs> Great. No, let, open it up. Let 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 the let the ladies enjoy it while it's while it's here. Here you go. You ready for this? Yeah. It's gonna be really funny if you're watching. All right, here we go. Oh, I see. Waka 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 waka. There you go. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Don't don't patronize me, Mike. Come on. All right, let's crack it open. For the, I can't remember the last time I had a fortune cookie. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I little, can't remember I either. Oh, shit, it's poison. <laughs> I'll let you have the honor since it's been so long. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> Good luck is often with a man who doesn't include it in his plans. So this says that's literally this says nothing. Do nothing, think nothing, say nothing. And maybe and you'll you'll have some good luck. This is even dumber than I remember from my last ones. All right. The kindness you once gave a friend will soon be returned. All right. That's good to know. All right. I got some kindness. You know, that is nice. That is nice. And that okay. is a fortune. I got this, some this kindness in the bank. Yeah, that's yeah. like this will happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the good news is I flipped my thing over, and maybe these things are a little more self-aware than I thought, because it says, uh, how about another fortune? <laughs> Secondfortune.com. Uh-huh. So maybe they know this one stinks. I'm going to go to this website, and next thing you know, I'm paying like $4.99 a month for daily fortunes. So Yeah, I've never followed up with the website. So th- this was garbage to go along with my garbage soup. Uh-huh. Yours was good. That's a good one. What do you think the good uh, deed you did for a friend was? I don't know. Um, I could be a jerk and say it certainly wasn't for me, but that's not that's not nice. I'm just Actually, I did do a good deed today. Uh, Raggy McBrangerson. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> well, this is to, to get in the spirit of giving for the holidays. My father, before he passed away, he was he was besieged by lots of charities. Um, he, you know, he was. He was sending uh, money to different charities, mm-hmm. so he's he's on every charity mailing list in the country. Yeah. I am. I will be getting. I will be getting these this mail probably well beyond my death. Uh, mm-hmm. But so one of one of the uh, charities that he was particularly giving to, I think, is called uh, Saint Joseph's. Uh, what's it called? It's a Catholic school on the uh, Indian tribe. Yeah, St. Joseph's Indian School in uh, South Dakota. And, you know, they, you know, it seems like a good school. They're helping out uh, Native American children. And uh, I guess they were sending him pictures of, of, like, kids that he was sponsoring. So that seemed to be the one closest to his heart. So I sent them some money. For the holidays, they're doing a Christmas drive. I'm like, okay, I'll do the, 
I'll do this every year in honor of my father and in tribute to him. So that was my good deed I did oh, today. That's nice. Yeah. I'd say it's incredibly specific, like South Dakota. What's the South Dakota connection? Well, I guess this it's the Lakota uh, Indians. Uh, I guess that's where they are. And um, oh, I mean, to your father, like, is there any? Oh, you, like, no, uh, no, no, no connection. Obviously, I think I think he just, you know, he was touched by some, you know, I mean, they send you mm -hmm. these really kind of moving tributes. What what they do at the school and the kids, they, they give you like real personal messages from the kids, whether it's real or not. I don't know. I did. <laughs> I did do a little background check just to see. Uh, I, I, yeah, I didn't want to ask, but like. Uh, yeah, no, you, you know, I mean, let's face it. There's lots of fly by nights uh, taking advantage of of senior citizens. And I just wanted to make sure it was a legit school. And yeah, it's 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 legit. So. Uh, All right. That's my little. That's nice. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a single focus charity. I'm I'm a soft touch online with like. My kid needs this. These kids need that. This dog is sick. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I have a real focus. Uh, like you added it up. It still wouldn't be much, but it'd be a nice little chunk for me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. but it's not really focused. So maybe mm -hmm. I should think about it. Maybe in 2024, I should think of something like that to focus on one thing. Mm -hmm. Instead of spreading my largesse around. Yeah. <laughs> Willy nilly. I'll, um, I'll I'll send money to that school to the South uh -huh. Dakota thing. I'll send. Tell me what you send. I'm going to send one dollar more just to you know, <laughs> be a shithead. Okay. Um, I was wondering if I was going to. Well, I picked the chicken soup because I'm having, you know, I'm I'm generally healthy. I haven't really had any issues, but the last couple of days I'm having some sort of uh, neck issue, neck uh, sinus. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had tonsillitis i think i might be uh in tonsillitis territory I've really? got some... do they still take tonsils out like i don't even no they i saw does that look more enlarged than usual i've got like yes. pain it's really large and red right here yeah i'm joking no it looks perfectly normal <laughs> i don't know there's but, a uh, crossbones on it. Is that normal? It, it was. It, it. I woke up one night and it's like literally like throbbing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I've been taking Tylenol for the past couple of days. It feels yeah. a little better, but I might just do a, a trip to the doctor tomorrow. Here's yeah. the other thing. You know, I'm down. I'm down in Howell now. Uh, I've got to switch. I got to find a new primary care doctor. Um, might as well do it. It was the doctor I was taking my father to seemed like a, a, a good doctor. So I call his office. I mean, online, it says they're taking new new patients. Uh, yeah. No, we're not taking patients now. I'm like, okay, well, all right. Um, so then, then I'm stuck. They want to they wanna move you over to, uh, I guess they have nurse, protect, nurse practitioners. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, no, I'm not going to do that. Holding yeah. off. And I asked my friends what, you know, what doctors they go to. One of my friends doesn't even go to, he doesn't have a doctor. He just goes to the urgent care place. So I think I've yeah. been there before. I think I might go there tomorrow. I mean, I didn't have a doctor until like 10 years ago. Uh -huh. and I went, you know, I went, I went for a hundred years without having health insurance. Then, then I quickly became one of those people just always had something on the books. 
mm-hmm. coming up for doctor visit. Uh, uh-huh. I don't have one right now, but yeah, uh, I, I like to have a I like to have a doctor. Mm-hmm. So this seems like a good opportunity. Get you a doctor. Don't make my mistake. Years ago, I thought I'd solve my problems with a leave and just pound those and it goes away. And then all of a sudden you're in, you know, an ambulance. Don't 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 be like me, Mike. Yeah, no, I like I said, this is like day three. And it's, you know, yeah, I've been taking t- Tylenol around the clock, mm-hmm. but it's still it still persists. So is it stiff or it's yeah, it it I thought maybe it was just a muscular thing, mm-hmm. you know, that I was sitting sitting on a couch wrong or something. I don't know what what I you know, mm-hmm. there was nothing dramatic. It just came on. I'm like, oh okay, it's always something, right? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've had problems for years with my ears. That's how it started. I had yeah. like a little bit, yeah, like you know, earwax, you use Eustachian tube problems. <laughs> I mean, I mean, my ears have been my problems, you know, over over the years. Earwax. Yeah, well, earwax, but then, like I said, then it was a problem with the Eustachian tube was was closing, and so I was having, and that, that's what I thought it was initially. But then the neck started throbbing. I'm like, okay, you know, this is something new. So I, I got I got to get it checked out. Earwax was a record store when I first moved to Williamsburg. Uh, although when I first visited there in 92, when a uh, friend of the show, Will, moved there, um, uh, Earwax, I, I bought a Trogs record there. But, uh, I still have really great Trogs, like greatest hits kind of thing. So mm-hmm. Little earwax. See, I'm I'm I sync that up. Nice segue, yeah. Right with the which is good. Now we're 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 moving into the music section. I take the uh, disgusting wax that's built up in your ears. Yeah, let's and move turn along. It into something beautiful. I'm ready to move but, on. But yeah. let's get you to let's get you to a doctor, Mike. Just, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to tomorrow. Just to check in. Um, I'm sure. But the last time I last time I checked into this urgent care thing, I ended up in the hospital all day mm-hmm. with a with a blood blood pressure situation. Mm-hmm. I've been going through problems getting a refill on my prescription. That's been uh, dragged out for three three weeks now. I think I finally got the prescription. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a pain in the ass moving from one town to another, mm. changing your uh, doctors, all that stuff. And you got to give your history over and over. Yeah, and and reception person at my uh, doctor in Bayonne is just, <laughs> I mean, bless her heart, you know. But uh, she's not the most cooperative person, and she doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems oh. to be the the main thing. She doesn't seem to be uh, concerned with it as much as you are. So it's you know maybe she'll do it, maybe she won't. Like Single? I said, she she dragged out this this prescription refill for three weeks. How is she so horrible and still there? Like what the Well, yeah, it's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> but um the, the worst part about a new new shit is like explaining your entire medical history. And it's even dumber than you think because so in 2020, I went I was in the hospital for a week. I had my big incident. And so, you know, I'm with them all week. They know everything. I'm telling them everything. They know my history, blah, 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 blah. They save me. They patch me up, shoot me back out in the world. A year later, I'm back. Same network of the hospital, same whatever. 
and it had it was like starting over it had to run th- explain everything oh boy every wow. time a new a different doctor walked in i had to walk through and explain everything and i'm like what are, are there is there nothing written down is there nothing typed in 2021 or whatever right no computers available to gather this information and keep it right yeah you would assume like, that it's keeping records right you'd assume so because it's not and, and it's, it's the same like, hospital right the same hospital network it's not even like i came from here and then went to russia uh-huh. okay i understand maybe i need to they should be able to like boop, boop, boop. oh here's everything that has ever right. happened yeah uh and we were there for it mm-hmm. you know da 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 and that was a clusterfuck mm-hmm. uh, so that that's the shitty part about was it uh, the same insurance yes yeah exactly. okay well, and yeah, they were like they, every time they're, every they're, they're keeping records. That's for sure. You know, every you person know. that walked in, I had to start from start from start all over again. My whole fucking history. What happened? At the, and I'm just like, there's no records of anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm. that's not your situation. I'm just screaming. So I'm so upset about the soup. So sorry. You wanted to you wanted to transition from your waxy ear buildup <laughs> to uh, music. Yeah, no, I, I was gonna gonna ask you if you saw. I mean, it's weird. I, I I guess you know I'm just old fashioned or whatever. I'm not used to seeing funerals play out on social media. Oh, I did, know. Did you see the Shane McGowan catch any of that? I have to be honest. Couple things. I, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. Did you want to say something? No, no. I was just gonna say it's like, you know, I wasn't looking for it. It was just there. Right. I, I saw it. I'm like, really? Okay. You know, that's nice, I guess. I thought it was incredible. It was beautiful. Uh I I, I didn't realize the guy, the main guy, he he was in uh, the commitments. Remember that movie? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He was like the guitar player that. Uh, I have a wild crush on Caitlin O'Reardon. I don't know how you say it. She was saying that. But Man. I gotta say, you know, it was beautiful. Of course, I'm I'm bald, I'm in tears. It's such a and I gotta be honest. I forgot it was a funeral. You know, everyone's rocking. And yeah. then it cuts. If you notice, it cuts. And then you see his casket, but not the whole casket. You just see like a section of it. Mm-hmm. And it like hammered me. I was like, oh, shit, that's right. That he's in there. Yeah. And it was just and it was just like the edge of the coffin. Like you couldn't even see it. And it's one of those Irish ones where it's made out of like bird's nests <laughs> and milk cartons or something. No, and, uh, I-, I called it a, a casket basket. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it, it was basket material. Yeah, and I've never seen one of those before. Have you ever seen one of those before? I've seen them. Yeah, like yeah, uh, you've seen them. Okay, not that's in the real first life. Time. Not in real life. Not in real okay. life. But in yeah, other okay. like Irish, like when he was really young. okay. That's a tradition. And I gotta say, it really gut punched me to be reminded. Oh yeah, he is literally uh, there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know, uh, but no, I thought it was incredible. I thought it was beautiful. Uh, and then you, know, you saw Johnny Depp uh, carrying him out. I get, yeah, I saw he, that. Yeah. He had to be in front, of course. Yeah, God forbid he he being back. You know, you wouldn't notice I, him. As I much. wanted to get upset, but I don't know. Maybe they were great friends. I don't know. You know uh-huh. was, yeah, I'm sure they they did some carousing. Yeah, but I'm always and and uh, Nick Cave did Rainy Night. So I'm always I'm 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 amazed that people can pull those things off at funerals. Uh, and of course, the king is. Your buddy Elton John doing Candle in the Wind. Uh, but isn't that what a Shane My McGowan? <laughs> yeah, your BFF. Isn't that what a Shane McGowan funeral should be? Like, 
I thought that there should have been more drinking and carousing. Well, you know, I think usual that takes place outside the church. To, to me, that was weird that that stuff was all happening in the church. You know, oh, you were I mean, offended that it was in the church and they were rocking. It, it just seemed like, uh, yeah, how'd they pull that off? I mean, anybody else, I don't think the church is going to go for that. You know, they're going to say, wait a second, that's not how we do things here. But I think they made an exception and uh, fine, you know, it's bring it all together. Um, well, I also think from what I've experienced a little tiny bit is like when our churches are very, we're supposed to be serious and strict and buttoned up and yes, sir, you know, whereas what I've experienced slightly over there is, especially smaller churches, which I don't know how big this one is. Uh, maybe because they're more in the major leagues of Catholicism or whatever, mm. it's a lot more laid back, and they don't feel bound to like sit there with their frowny, sad faces and mm, God is good or whatever. Uh, and it's not crazy for something like that to break out. Um, mm. I'm talking totally out of my ass, but uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, I wasn't surprised. So. No, I think you know my experience has been you know the first funeral I went to was my uh, grandfather's. Mm -hmm. And uh, the wake in particular, I found I found that very peculiar as a kid, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like I was even like appalled. I was upset that uh, everybody's just kind of chatting, mm -hmm. having a good old time while there's a, a body in the room. You know, mm -hmm. just to me, it, it, it was jarring. I understand it now and I and I mm -hmm. get it entirely. It doesn't upset me at all. Mm -hmm. uh in fact uh after my my brothers uh we just had a memorial we didn't have a mass mm -hmm. after my brother robert died we literally had a uh we were tailgating in the uh parking lot of the funeral home mm -hmm. and i'm like this is cool you know this is kind of <laughs> you know it was a lot of my brother's friends from college that that you know i hadn't seen in a while Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, okay, you know, maybe some people would frown on that. Like, what what are you doing? That's like disrespectful. I'm like, no, this feels right, you know. Okay. And uh, you go with what feels right. So, yeah, I, I don't have any uh, yeah. judgment for anybody who, who deals with it in any way they want, you know. Uh, I'm the same way as you when I was a kid at my grandfather's funeral. I couldn't believe people were laughing and talking. Right. But yeah. now it's like. Of course, I want, you know, it, it's kind of like when I was young, and, you know, I played sports and I was Mr. Serious about sports. Whenever someone would score a touchdown, if they started doing a dance or something, I'd be like, mm, that's not the right play way to play the game. Blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Now I'm like, let them do a big celebration. Like, who cares? Mm -hmm. You yeah. know how hard it is to score a touchdown in the NFL? Mm -hmm. Let them do a big celebration. Right. It's a funeral. You want to, they want to get out and dance in the aisles. Mm -hmm. Let them dance in the aisles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not at my funeral, which we've already discussed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone better be all cried out. Uh, there will be no singing and dancing at my funeral, which we've discussed. Uh, so, so what? What is it going to be? Um, hmm? Just what? 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 What do you want? Let's let's lay it out here. Let's let's go through your itinerary. Well, the main thing is anybody who tells you, "Oh, Greg would want us to have fun," no. <laughs> I do not want you to have fun. I want you to be so beyond miserable with grief. They're uh -huh. peeling, peeling. Somebody better get peeled off my goddamn box is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Uh -huh. uh, and if I have a wife, pause for laughter. 
Uh, Anything's possible. Don't I'm leaving it in my will. Uh, don't nobody fucking tell her, oh, hey, why don't you get remarried? Mm-hmm. They want you to move on. No, mm-hmm. I want you at my grave every day sobbing. I want everybody at my, my funeral. After a while, you just look at each other like there's no more tears. We're dehydrated mm-hmm. from sobbing out of grief so much. Wow. That's a small part of it. I've detailed it in the past. but So you yeah. want a sob fest. You want everybody just to be weeping and wailing. I want there to be a lot of call outs for work because you can't just can't face a world without Greg Wilson. Wow. That's all. Okay. See, I, you know. Now, every funeral I go to, I want to have fun and sing and dance mm-hmm. like shaming out. But no, don't believe, don't believe. I want witnesses. Uh, I do not want you to have fun or a good time in my, so at my, you know. Yeah. I think I've, I've lived long enough. Maybe we should try and determine the age. That's a long pause right there, Mike. No, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> I've lived we, long enough. The, oh. we, the wheels are turning. <laughs> because, you know, it, every death has its different weight, right? I mean, the death of a child is, you know, the worst. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you expect that to be what you're describing. Mm-hmm. But if somebody's lived beyond a, a certain amount of years. Right. the the tears have to diminish, you know, because that person has lived a long life. You know, we're not, nobody's living forever. So you have to sort of, you know, scale it back. Um, Yeah. Yeah. There's tragic deaths. There's deaths that are like, well, he had a good run. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think you're beyond the age though, where uh, (laughs) I would expect people to be wailing and pulling out their hair, you know, you you're you're still a young man. I'm not I'm not saying you're not full of youth and and. Well, you people better. And, you people have a couple of years to get your act together. You know, so you're all wailing, but but you're not a I kid say, anymore. I want your fingernails scratching. I want me to go into a box in the earth for all eternity uh-huh. with human scratch marks on the top of my coffin casket. That's uh-huh. all. I don't know. I think I think I think I think that sort of uh, response is more for under under 50. No, I think it's it's perfect for me. (laughs) So I'm thinking under 50. Yeah. Cry your eyes out because that person is dying. That person has died young, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, 50s, depending on the health of the individual or whatever. It could be, uh, yeah, I mean, if somebody's had a long struggle with cancer or d- something like that, uh, you know, you don't want more suffering for them. Um, everything has got to be gauged is what I'm saying. And I think what you're it's asking for, levels, yeah, yeah what, what you're asking for is beyond. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think you guys can do it. <laughs> do you have your... Uh, Paul Bear is picked out. Will I be a Paul Bear? Will I be a? Uh, didn't, no, they don't have ushers at that. Uh, I mean, I don't want to announce that because everybody, you know, everybody has to make a team. So <laughs> uh, whoever's hot at that time, I'm sure will get the, <laughs> glor- the glamour spot. Uh, there are other roles. Like at the end of it, once it's all wrapped up, of course, mm-hmm. as the sun is setting in the background, you'll hear a sound mm-hmm. coming from far off. You'll be like, "Is that a tuba?" What's happening? 
And finally, from over the hill, right as the sun is setting, we see Ope with a tuba. <laughs> and just a single tear, the final uh -huh. tear, the final last tear anybody can squeeze out after uh -huh. all the days of grieving slides down his cheek as he just, and then he goes off again in the sunset playing his tuba, and then it's over. And then you can crack your fucking jokes and have fun <laughs> about me being dead. Would you mind if I did a reading from Williamsburg Rats of my favorite scene in that book? Michael, I'd be honored. <laughs> is your favorite scene the one I think it is? Yeah, I read it on the show. <laughs> I mean, I think it gets people laughing. You know, it's a funny, it's a funny scene. Hey, Funniest scene in the book for me. I did. I didn't live with dignity. Why would I expect <laughs> to die with it? I'd be honored, Mike. But you, uh, anybody who could make me laugh out loud from a piece of writing, you know, to me, yeah, that deserves to be honored. Boom. You got your, you got your job. <laughs> but yeah, Paul Bear's got to make the team every, uh, uh -huh. every time I think about it. So, I mean, I did. Maybe, maybe know, Johnny Depp. <laughs> I, I never, you know, when I, when I was looking into the, the basket caskets, Mm -hmm. I learned a, a little thing that I never even thought about. I guess most people don't think about it. Do you know the difference between a casket and a coffin? Yes. For some reason, coffin sounds incredibly more terrifying to me. <laughs> coffin sounds like Dracula in the basement of Transylvania, <laughs> uh -huh. right? Yeah. Yeah. Casket seems a little friendlier medically uh -huh. or something. Coffin just sounds like, oh boy, we are fucked. But there's a <laughs> there's a difference, though. All right. In their construction. Are you waiting for me to fill in the answer? <laughs> I, oh, I, I thought you know. you knew the difference. I thought you were going to let everybody know the difference. No, other than one sounds more terrifying than the other. <laughs> yeah, coffin. Yeah, I agree with you that. The, the word coffin is heavier. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's also because it uh, it is kind of heavier. It's It's got six sides rather than a casket, which has four sides. Coffin's got that little peak where, you know. Oh, yeah, those top. are creepy. I don't like those. <laughs> I don't like you like said, that. those are the Dracula. Uh, yes. That's the, the Dracula coffin, you know. Let me say that this now. Don't you motherfuckers put me in one of those things with the pointed <laughs> heads or whatever. No, sir. I want the <laughs> rectangle box. I want it as modern slash Ikea, non-scary as possible. But there is, you know, I guess there, there is a reason, I guess, you know, I, I sort of learned this from experience that uh, when you die, no, when, when, when you're loading the body, you know, the head is supposed to be going forward. And if, if, you know, if you have it in a casket and, you know, somehow somebody's not paying attention and they don't know which side, uh, I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I, I think that's what the coffin, you know, you put the head. Uh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's I mean, all this, yeah, there's there's all this coffin etiquette I wasn't aware of that, like, when you're moving the casket, it's got to be certain ways with the head. And and when when it's in church, you know, what the hell are you waving at? A couple of fans up against the glass. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, okay. Girls, girls. Yeah, I'm sure they, they, they see the cleavage. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, it's back open. I like it. There we go. Maybe we'll bring in some lady viewers. We could use a few more of those. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many times do you think it, the box, I keep calling it the box, does get twisted the wrong direction? I bet more than we'd like to think. 
Yeah, and uh, behind the scenes, who knows what's going on there? And it, it's it's a weird scene. Are you saying shenanigans? You think they're shenanigans? <laughs> I'm just saying that's a weird job. Um, there was a, a radio host on one of the FMU shows who worked in a uh, funeral home, and yeah, he had some he had some wild stories. Does it matter which head they're? Direction ahead, is there some significance? Like it's heading east it's, or something? It, well, yeah, it's all, you know, like I said, I guess it's tradition, religious tradition. You know, uh, I think they they did a little spin. So the, the head has to be a certain way going into the church, has to be a certain way going out. Mm -hmm. It was this whole thing that I wasn't really quite, you know, I wasn't aware of. I don't think about these things, you know? And then even loading the hearse, you know, it's got to be a certain way. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's like, this is... Uh, There's no chance at least 20% of these things don't get turned around in the wrong direction. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. All of infinity. Mm -hmm. And those um, people are going to burn in hell. So. <laughs> Why do we start talking about this? <laughs> I don't know. We, we go off on our tangents. Uh, Shane McGowan, where we're paying right, tribute. Shane McGowan, yes. Uh, we lost but another. I thought, I thought that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, another uh, musician who I wasn't even really, I didn't really know his name. Sad to say, uh, I, I guess that makes me not such a, a big Beach Boys fan. Did uh, Jeffrey Foskett? Did you know that name? Who the fuck is Jeffrey Foskett? <laughs> All right. Pretty well, Apparently, he's been into Beach Boys a, a, a quite a while. Uh, not from the beginning, but I mean, uh, I gave I gave up on New Beach Boys after Bruce Johnston. I mean, how <laughs> how 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 do we have to keep up? I mean, post Kokomo. Come yeah, on. well, that's that's it. You know, Ugh. I think it was well the seventies, but then he was also well. I guess he was the rare. I guess he was a talented uh, band leader because he played for both the uh, I guess the touring Beach Boys, whatever that you want to call that group, with Mike Boys. Love. But he, well, he, he, call, also, he calls it the Beach Boys. So. <laughs> but he also played with uh, Brian Wilson. So I guess he was beloved by both camps. And what he happened? was only, only 67 years old. Mm. And um, I keep seeing people in my age bracket dying, and that always concerns me. Andre Brower. How about that? That was a shock. Yeah. Is that the actor from uh, Homicide? Mm -hmm. That was a surprise. I, I missed out on that show. I, I've still been trying to track it down. I don't, I don't know where it's streaming. It was only, I, I think, one season. I couldn't get it on DVD. Uh, it was hard to get on Netflix. But I've heard such good things about it. I'd, I'd like to track that show well, down. Was, did you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine or no? One I, I watched it in the beginning. It was funny. I kind of just lost track after. I don't know. I don't know if I made it through the first episode or whatever but but his entrance when he's introduced he's a police chief mm -hmm. it's one of the all-time great sitcom moments for some reason it's just always stuck in my head he plays this real taciturn no nonsense police chief uh -huh. and they're like okay here's your new chief and he walks in and he goes hello everybody uh i'm your new captain captain holt mm -hmm. and somebody goes speech and he's, he goes that was my speech and I just, just always love that. Uh -huh. But yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know he was sick. Uh, yeah, that was a surprise when that popped up. Uh -huh. I don't know if you saw Jerry, uh, our good friend Jerry Derry X on YouTube. 
been Has been it? hustling, been working on the working the videos. Uh, Did you see the Jersey Mike video? No. Oh, shit. It's hard. It's it's hard hitting. I mean, he is uh, he is taking them on, and uh, you could have brought this up beforehand. So now I look like an <laughs> asshole. I don't. <laughs> right now, what do you think Jerry's thinking right now? Well, he, he's thinking Mike bullshit. is a fan. Greg is a uh, Johnny Jesus. Come Lately. Oh man, um, but, I'm not even yeah. a Johnny Come Lately. I'm Johnny doesn't even come, doesn't show up. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'll watch that one. But uh, yeah, he's got their f- bullshit, their Jersey Mike bullshit. I guess I guess the Jersey Mike's just came to his area, so he's checking them out. He's analyzing the sandwiches. Did um, he drop your name? No, he didn't drop my name. <laughs> mm. But uh, I recommend that video. Everybody check it out. Uh, maybe we'll get him back on here. We'll do a. You know, he he's he's got an argument about uh, the order that they assemble the sandwich, and maybe we can uh, discuss that with him. Um, so uh, we just had a egg foo what first? Oh boy! Where I had to interrupt the program to usher out the corn with chicken soup. Were any uh, toilet brushes that, uh, hurt no, in this? I, I'm I'm in I'm in a civilized uh, building, so uh, I had what I needed. I can, can I tell you a quick? I had a similar. Uh, I was at the airport the other day, heading towards security, and I was my gut started grumbling, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I can make it. Want to get through security first? Just get through security, then I'll you know. Uh, so I'm, it's getting worse and worse and worse as I'm getting closer to the, th- to the, you know, you got to stand in the box and put your hands up and the thing spins around, uh, call me up and it hits me. I'm standing there with my hands up in the wow. air. The guy's about, you know, to wave me through or whatever or to do the thing. And all of a sudden I, I grab my guts and I'm like, oh my God. And I sprint back off the thing. I'm doing that tippy toe thing <laughs> where you're just clenching every muscle in your body. As yeah. I'm yeah. No. Back past everybody in the line mm-hmm. who are pretending they don't know exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, uh, no matter how many times in your life that sensation hits you and you know you're going to pull through because, you know, you're not a child, but you're always like, does it one percent? And then I'm like, I'm again, I'm in the middle of about to be patted down and I sprint it off uh, in a panic. And I'm like, am I gonna about to get thrown down on the ground? Right. The- yeah. Boot in my throat because I got mistook what was happening. Yeah, I would have literally just let loose. Wow. Uh, but thankfully, uh, they knew enough to be horrified and and left me alone for a minute (laughs) and pass right back through security with, dare I say, flying colors. So I'm with you, bro. Uh And uh, I think, uh, you know, since this is a chronicle of the humiliations of the body. As you age, uh, yeah, that sense of urgency is only going to grow as you get older. Um, you know, you still have that youthful confidence, <laughs> but, but there, but there's a whole industry devoted to the problems uh, with aging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God bless you that you still have the confidence. That's all I say. I used to have a joke about how badly I have to go to the bathroom. When, when I'm on my way home, like if I'm walking, it used to be when I'm at 100 Metro, if I'm like a block, half a block away from home and it's hitting me. 
like how badly I have to go is directly correlated to how much shit I have in my arms to get to my keys. Like I've got bags in my arms. Uh-huh. My keys are in my right pocket. Boom, boom. Okay. They're my left pocket. If I have to go really bad, of course, they're going to be in my other pocket. I have to mm-hmm. shift everything, move all the bags in my hands, reach into this hand, just adding precious seconds. Uh, so, and that was on when I was really in my youth uh, when it came to, you know. <laughs> so. Well, so I, I just want to deduct. You, young Michael. I, I'm going to deduct uh, two points uh, for that. For the corn with soup for failing to uh, stay within my body for the length of the show. Oh, two points. So, yeah, I'm, I'm docking it to a three, three point. Ouch. This yeah. is the first time a score has ever been reduced yeah. in real time. Yeah. Thanks to Mother Nature. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. That did not pass muster. It passed something. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking about Derry X and his uh, Jersey Mike's video. Don't be thrilled to come right on a sandwich in this conversation. <laughs> I don't want to say a shit sandwich, Joe. Uh-huh. But, yeah. but uh, yeah, well, check I'll, out I'll, his video. I think we'll have a little back and forth. Maybe we'll invite him back on the show and we can have it out. He, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to Jersey Mike's. I, I want to I get to the bottom of it. You know, he's he's a Jimmy John's guy. Mm-hmm. I've never had a Jimmy John's. Have you ever had a Jimmy John's sandwich? I think so. They kind of blend together. I'm I'm interested to see what he has to say about the construction mm-hmm. because I had a similar experience again with this airplane. Mm-hmm. They're trying out this new onboarding system, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically the first couple of cabins, and I know it's new and they hate it because the I started bitching and moaning. The flight attendant was like, "Yeah, this is the dumbest system ever." It's basically the first couple of cabins. <laughs> Uh, they have life rafts in them. Mm-hmm, right. So right from Jump Street, the person in the front has to start putting his bags back here. And then it's just a domino. So that when the planes, so then we land, everybody up front is turning around trying to swim against okay. the stream. Yeah. Total fucking nightmare. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there going, obviously there's thousands of genius engineers mm-hmm. who study these things. There's thousands, I'm sure there's thousands of pages written about the flow of this, the flow of that. And so far, and, and meanwhile, I could be diagnosed with when it comes to like logistics or whatever, like I could be literally diagnosed as being as dumb as possible when it comes to stuff like that. Mm. I am comforted by the fact that there are much smarter people than me figuring these things out because otherwise I'm lost. But apparently these airlines have decided Let's go with whatever Greg Wilson would fucking do in this situation, which would be to just run on the plane, you know, like an idiot. So that is discomforting to me. I had faith in these people. And so, and apparently their best ideas is something I would come up with. Mm-hmm. So I'm with has, you, bro. Has anyone ever survived an air crash on one of these uh, life rafts? Well, or with yeah, it's the, like, uh, thank, thanks for the life raft. But if yeah. I need one of those, I don't care anymore about where my fucking luggage is. <laughs> So what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know, come on. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, I'll and, sign a waiver. Yes. In the event of the crash, if I survive, I won't sue you because there was no blow up life dinghies <laughs> in the first compartment. <laughs> As we go into a mountain, I'm not going to be looking for my fucking <laughs> luggage. But I, I was because uh, at first I started thinking, well, I'm an idiot. I don't know how this stuff works anyway. What am I bitching about? But yeah, the flight attendant was like, this is the dumbest thing Uh the onboarding, the whole onboarding, offboarding process is beyond me how they haven't made this any better. 
uh, with airline. So I don't, I don't understand. I feel like I could crack it in about four minutes. <laughs> but hey, where are we going? Uh, this was a recent trip. Yeah, I went up to uh, Massachusetts, spent some uh, spent some time with my aunt oh, on okay. Eileen. Oh, nice! Big, big shout out to Aunt Eileen. Mm-hmm. She's not listening to this shit, so I'm not worried <laughs> about it. Uh, so I've I uh, have some uh, pictures of young Greggy, and if I want to share with the <laughs> fans uh, that are adorable, oh, you got some uh, archive photos. I found some old photos and everything. Oh, nice. So, so just uh, on your mother or father's side, mother's side, her uh-huh. youngest sister. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, I got to do that. Bebopped around Boston a little bit, little quick turnaround weekend, uh, and then just fumed on an airport air. So then I had the whole flight. I'm just sitting there. I couldn't even relax because uh, I popped a couple of my little friends uh, for the flight. But I'm because all I was all I could think of was like, what's going to happen when the plane stops? How am I going to get my shit from the back? It's going to be chaos. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle we got off the plane as quickly as we did. Uh, United Airlines, please write to me. I will figure this out in about three minutes. <laughs> it's insane uh-huh. that airlines are still with this whole the way they board and don't. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not qualified to even bitch about it, but apparently their best ideas don't outshine my own. So, well, uh, airplanes, it's uh, another great segue. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Mike. Food in the news. Uh, I don't know if uh, there's been a couple uh, recent uh, TikTok, of course, uh, bringing out the, the stupidity in everyone. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Should I make 2024? Should I finally get on TikTok to see what it's about? Should I finally start TikToking? No. Okay, good. Because no. I feel like it was no. It was the you, first show. No. Okay. Good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm bringing you the best of TikTok. <laughs> okay. But uh, I just needed you to say it out loud that I don't. Yeah, need and, and and you know it, it drifts over to Twitter and Instagram. You yeah, know, yeah, I see them everywhere. Yeah. You yeah. Know, you're, if 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 it's a sensation, a sensation, you'll see it on those. So yeah, there were there were a couple items. Uh, re- regarding airplanes, we, I don't know if you saw the one where a, uh, a steward baked a cake uh, during a flight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> kind of nice. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's nice, but like uh, from scratch. They did it somehow in the in the kitchen. That tiny little space on an airplane. Hmm. Somehow they managed to bake a cake. Of course, it all went down on TikTok. I don't know if it was in real time or posted later, but uh, don't they have other duties? I mean, you know, um, like fetching my water. <laughs> they, they, they can't uh, fetch your water while the cake is rising or whatever? No. I don't think when you bake a cake, you stand there the whole time, uh-huh. you know, dodging it to life. Then you had this other what lunatic. Meal, what, what meal would be fun? Like, what if they made like a whole Thanksgiving meal? On the back of the, on the, the well, tiny... give them time, you know. I mean, you know, people are, have to get more creative on there, and it, it just to me, it seems to be getting dumber. Uh, so the, the somebody made it, so they made a cake on a uh, uh, on a plane, and then this idiot last week uh, made garlic shrimp. Oh, I did see that in, in okay. the bathroom, in the bathroom, okay. yeah, in the bathroom, yeah. Of no, a plane. I, I, I'm down with making a cake. Everybody loves cake. It's beautiful, whatever. You're making garlic shrimp, A, which you know <laughs> is going to funk up the whole place. Yeah. Why are you doing the shitter? Yeah. He's doing it in his shitter. 
He's got a some sort of electrical electrode or something. He's heating things up in the sink. I mean, it was disgusting. And then, I mean, what's, then going, what's going on with his body? Uh, does he need a doctor? He can't go like an hour or two without getting his garlic shrimp fixed. <laughs> people have no concern about other people on the plane. Uh, I've told this story many times. I took a flight to Florida one time. The first thing this woman does is break out hard-boiled eggs. Oh, she starts. Right. She starts passing out hard-boiled eggs at the that, beginning of the flight. That seems aggressive. Like that seems yeah. like I mean, purpose. I got to say that seems purposeful. Like, yeah, she was totally oblivious. I mean, I held my tongue. I I don't know how I did it. I'll hold your nose because I'm <laughs> I'm I'm getting lippy in my old age. Getting lippy. <laughs> You're Jersey Mike, damn it. I'm Jersey Mike. But uh, yeah, the, the hard-boiled eggs at the beginning of a flight. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they're just boiled eggs. Like I can see going through, like even making a garlic shrimp, at least that's like a noble ending entity. But these are just boiled eggs. Why go and, through And why eggs? didn't they eat them in the waiting area? They're probably, they were sitting in the waiting area for hours. Why did she wait until they got on a plane? Oh, let's have them now. It's like when, when we're all confined. Yeah, let's wait till we're in, the in this first, tiny uh, space and everybody else has to smell it. It yeah. was disgusting. Everybody hold your farts until we're on this inside this metal tube. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm team Mike on that one. I don't, yeah. know, I don't understand that. I know we have some Japanese fans. Uh, I had this story last week ready to go. Mm -hmm. There's a restaurant uh, called, I'm going to mangle the name, Shachi, Shachihoko Ya in Nagoya, Japan. Yeah, you nailed all that, bro. <laughs> Perfect. For, for 300 yen, $2 uh, in our money. Mm. Braggy. Kimono wearing stone faced women will slap the customers' faces. Over and over. Hmm. While they're eating? Yeah. Uh, What's it's, the food? It, it's a special service. It, yeah, it has nothing to do with the food. Oh. They, they just brought in this uh, slapping service. And it's uh, it's it's mostly uh, these young women slapping men. Uh, they're, hmm. Yeah, the, the men don't want men slapping them. They want the uh, women. So it's not even like... Uh, here's a Peter Luger's porterhouse, but if you want to eat it, you have to get slapped. But it's that good, you're gonna do it. This is just a kitsch kink thing. It's yeah, it's a kinky thing. Yeah, and it's like I guess you know, hmm. uh, people. Some people want to be slapped. Um, Sorry, Japan, that's a no go for me. <laughs> I don't understand it. But, I'm sure uh, they have it here somewhere. Like I bet you. Well, it, it in 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 this case, it, it apparently saved the business. They were going out of business, and then <laughs> this whole thing started. And I guess, of course, it probably got some viral videos to promote it. And everybody, you know, whether you wanted to get slapped or just watch people getting slapped, I guess that's a whole separate audience who enjoy watching people get slapped. Um, maybe some uh, Japanese Three Stooges fans might be <laughs> that might be something like it's that funny though <laughs> well, yeah the, yeah slapping in real life is not as funny as it is on uh three stooges 
What about what anvils? Saying? What about anvils falling on her head? Is that just funny? <laughs> what about if they verbally assaulted you? Like, what if we started a restaurant? Now, let me finish this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a husky person of portly build, I've often said uh-huh. uh, you should be able to pay for a service where it's like a call girl, beautiful woman comes to your apartment, but instead of having sex with you, she goes to your fridge, looks in your trash, calls you a fat fuck, uh, makes fun of you for eating garbage, makes you weigh in a scale, and it's like your version of how you lose weight. Mm-hmm. And you do that at a restaurant, you order whatever, and then this woman or man or whatever sits next to you and just gives you shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, why are you doing this? You know, blah, 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 until you feel so shitty. You're like, you know what? He's right. Do you think about we can raise some money to start that restaurant. Are you in? <laughs> well, well, how's, that, how's that worse than just getting slapped in the face repeatedly? I don't know if that's a restaurant uh, business model or just uh, something you advertise in the classifieds. I think that I think the call girl thing. I'm joking about it, but I think it's a great idea. If I if I had a woman come once a week to just look at me and like look at what I've been eating and and you know call me out and like what the hell's wrong with you? You're big blah 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 blah. blah I think it would make a difference. You couldn't find somebody to me being a grown up, you know, adult and taking responsibility and doing it myself. You couldn't find somebody in New- in New York who would do. This. I-, I think there's probably lots. Oh, of everybody people. loves doing it. <laughs> Trust me. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, people have no problem telling me that. Uh-huh. But it's different if it's like a beautiful woman who's paid. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel like it's a transaction, and it's not just somebody being an asshole. Uh, I'm sorry, helping. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you uh, on the radio, I'm doing the quotes around helping uh so if anybody mm-hmm. wants anybody wants to invest looking for investors for an uber-like service to uh do that uh hit me up on slide into my dms as uh <laughs> young michael would say in the comments slide into the dms <laughs> the comments. well i finished the book i mean i i think i have add from uh the internet i, I think the internet i spent too much time on the internet i don't know if you have this same uh response are you still reading at the same capacity that you used to no or or do you find like you've you've fallen off no if i can knock off like one or two books a month now Uh i feel it is it's pretty shitty i think i think it's universal i mean i i saw um i don't think you know him jason grote he don't was... act like don't act like <laughs> come on now don't act like i'm too not good enough to hang out with your friends <laughs> Well, I don't think I'm good enough to hang out with Jason Grote, but uh, well, then uh, me and Jason. He, 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 well, he was a writer on uh, Mad Men. I know you were a big oh. fan of that show. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. But uh, he he posted on Facebook talking about his difficulty reading books, completing books now, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, I'm having that same problem. Um, I was I was helped in my younger days by having a commute, where that sort of forced my hand. But now I'm finding where I don't have that uh, that structure in my life that, uh, you know, during the pandemic, the early days of the pandemic, I, I, I started, yeah, I started reading more. I, I sort of got into a mm-hmm. habit of, you know, a good, you know, hour or so at night before mm-hmm. I went to bed. But I've seemed to have lost that in recent uh, recent times. But I finished this book. I, I'm trying to get back into it. I, I'm starting off with shorter books. I think that might help me. Give me some confidence. 
I finished Letters from a Stoic. You're not gonna you're not gonna finish To Kill a Mockingbird, huh? Just not gonna happen. No, you know what? I I I, I part of this when it began was that I, I yeah I wouldn't stick with books. So I've got mm -hmm. all these books where I I started them. Some some I even got like halfway through them, and yeah. then I just stopped for whatever reason. So I, I've I got give a, myself more of a pass with that. Like I I like a couple of weeks ago I did read this incredible book, uh, the Folded Leaf. William, is it William Maxwell? Shit. Uh, great. Loved it. So I got another one by him. I'm going to go, I'm going to love this. But about, a, you know, 50, 60 pages in, I'm just like, eh, I'm not loving it. So now my policy is just stop reading it. If you don't like it, stop reading it. That makes sense. Um, I used to like force myself. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't like doing that myself. But yeah, I, I think. You know, if, if you know it's it's not going uh, the way you want it. But I've read, uh, yeah, William Maxwell. What, what was the book you're saying now? The Folded Leaf. I didn't read that one. Great book. I uh, Suggested by uh, my friend, my buddy Serge. You know Serge? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been my bookmeister lately. He Like, I, I had a run of four or five books in a row that he had recommended that are fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, the follow-up, I tried to read the William Maxwell. I, I can't remember what it's called. I, I gave it up a couple of days ago. Uh, you know what I did read, though? Uh, I, don't read, I don't read a lot of nonfiction anymore. Uh, but I did read, uh, I finally read uh, Jeff Emmerich's book. I can't remember if I talked about it last week or not, but did you ever read that one? No. Yeah. it's uh, On one hand, it's thrilling because you get such an inside, like day-to-day -day with the Beatles. Uh, but then you start to wonder how much of it is true because it's obviously he hates George Harrison and worships Paul McCartney and the way he doesn't even hide it. Mm, yeah. Uh, but it's just, you know, I mean, that's just an easy, you know, fun read. Um, the William Maxwell book I read was called So Long, See You Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What was the second book you, you tried? That, I think that's the one. That's the one. Okay, I can, yeah, I, can, I, I enjoyed it. I, I I like that that book. I couldn't get in. It has different perspectives or mm -hmm. some shit. Yeah, I, I couldn't get into it. And then I was like, you know what? I got a million other books I could be reading. If you tell me it's worth going back, I'll do. Yeah, it. no, I. It's not very long either. So right. yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you want to knock something off, I I I thought I enjoyed that book. Uh, Time will darken. It uh, is supposed to be good. Um, I've got a few of his books that I haven't read yet. I don't have the folded leaf though. Um, that's a great one. Uh, I may actually, I may have it. The, the, uh, uh, I think the, the library of America put out one or two, uh, volumes of his stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I may even have it. So I'll check that out. Um, what are the other books Serge uh, recommended? You know, uh, I'd have to go. One of them was mother. Uh, like two or three Russian novels. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and uh -huh. you know, I'm so terrible with remembering names and everything, titles and everything. So I'll get, I'll get, I'll give you a, a little list. Uh, just one after another. I was like, damn, you know, they were fantastic. So, mm -hmm. oh, one was um, with the painted bird. Uh, did I say that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Jersey Kaczynski. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of them. Uh. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to read that. Uh, I just saw that it's they did a movie a few years ago. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. 
nobody you know i don't it may even be a foreign movie mm-hmm. but I, I just came across that recently and i was like oh okay i, I didn't know they, they did a movie um but yeah i'd like to read that book um, i'm reading this book uh i i'm i i think i'm on the way to finishing it i'm mm-hmm. about halfway through it i am not ashamed by uh barbara payton Mm-hmm. This this is uh, nonfiction. Uh, mm-hmm. She was a starlet uh, in the late four, ni- 1940s, 1950s. Mm-hmm. She rose to you know quite a bit of fame. She did movies with Gregory Peck, uh, James Cagney. So she was you know mm-hmm. she was at the top of her game in those years. But then she had a a sad decline mm-hmm. uh, with drugs and alcohol. Uh, and I believe she was only 39 years old when she passed away from mm-hmm. uh, complications from uh, alcoholism. Mm. Tragic story, but what's uh, her name? Sorry, Barbara Payton. I am not ashamed. Mm. It's interesting, you know. It's, it's sort of she's she's really letting loose with behind the scenes in the movie business at the time. Mm-hmm. What was going on? That's that's pretty interesting. Um, so if you're interested in old Hollywood, any of that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, this not. is a riches to rags story, not a rags oh. to riches. Oh, riches to rags. It's sad, you know. Like I said, she died very young. Mm-hmm. Beautiful woman. You can look her up on uh, on Google. On the internet. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of her movies. Uh, but uh, I might check it out. Hmm. But I'm making headway. And, and then after that, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to some of the shorter books that I, I got halfway through. To Kill, a, to Kill a Mockingbird, I think, is, is in that mix. So you may get a review from me someday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't just watch the movie either. I'll know. <laughs> no, I've seen the movie. You know, it's like that's why I felt like, well, you know. I, I know the story, so what, what am I going to get from reading the book? Mm-hmm. But um, I'll see if I can finish it. Be nice. That's all we're saying. <laughs> well, uh, any other? Uh, <laughs> I'm just about done here. Um, we got Christmas coming up. We got Christmas coming up. I did put. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think my neighbors, you know, are thinking like, what's what's with this guy in 19 Nottingham? He's uh, he doesn't put any decorations out for Halloween. Now, all he's got for Christmas is this plywood Santa in the window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I made it. I made it in Cub Scouts. Well, you know, it, it is a little family tradition. That's nice. My mother, yeah, my mother used to put it up in the window. And now, you know, my friend friend lives down the block, so so I put it up. He gets a laugh seeing this, there, you know. But yeah, I, I don't have any lights. Uh, I don't know. Are you doing decorations or? This is your time of year, right? I mean, you're you're Xmas time. I mean, got up, got up a couple of Christmas trees. I sit and enjoy uh, uh, a couple of couple of fake trees that are nice. Uh-huh. They make nice ones now. Yeah, I like to keep it festive. I got the music going twenty four seven. Really? Okay. Yeah. I think I posted my top ten Christmas songs today. Oh, okay. I didn't see your that. enjoyment. Can you guess them? <laughs> no. Fairy okay. Tale of New York, I guess, is number That's one. Fun. Is that number one? Not number one. 
Not number one. Uh-uh. Mariah Carey? No. <laughs> What's number one? Number one is... Give us a top three. I'll give you the top three. Number one is Little Drummer Boy. And by that, I mean the classic Vienna Boys choir version. Okay. The definitive classic, slow, sad version. That's my number one. You know, you know where 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 do you stand on the uh, Bing Crosby, David Crosby? Uh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. Don't want to hear. It. I mean, it's fun. It's a fun video to watch. I like they did it. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy watching it. Uh-huh. But no, I needed that Vienna Boys Choir, that sadness, that poignancy, uh-huh. that heaviness, uh, uplifting heaviness uh-huh. uh, that carries through it. Uh, that's going to be my nickname from here on out too. Uplifting heaviness. <laughs> I'm actually writing that down. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, that's number one. Uh, and then, uh, do they know it's Christmas? Uh, cause, cause part of my thing with Christmas songs is they have to be not just great songs for Christmas, but that'd be great songs in and of right. themselves. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so do they know it's Christmas? Super slice of super slices. Mm-hmm. Can you guess number three? I bet you can. It's not fairy tale. Fairy tales. Number four. Is it a Phil Spector off the Phil Spector Christmas album? No, surprisingly, I only had one in there. Uh, that is although, a solid effort. But overall, that's my favorite album. Yeah. But uh, and you could pick any of those songs to kind of swap them in and out uh-huh. to a degree. Uh, not Fairy Tale in New York. I'm I'm only I'm gonna give you 19 minutes to figure this out. No, I mean I I, I don't know Christmas music. I have the Phil Spector record. I have the Charlie Brown Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the, what's the piano guy's name? Vince Garaldi. Vince Garaldi. Let's uh, give credit no, to Vince Garaldi. Number three, uh, Father Father Christmas, The Kings. Oh, okay, well, that's incredible, incredible song. Yeah, that that you is. You take a good off one. the Christmas. Oh, yeah. it's Christmas, so we have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's a bit overlooked. I don't know if that's just me, but uh, that's my top three. Do you have a top three? I mean, I have a top ten. I'm not saying that makes me better than you. No, I mean, I have, like I said, I th- those two albums, I think I have a really nice uh, Louis Armstrong Christmas album, Ella Fitzgerald. Nat King you know, Cole has a great, that's another one. Of my oh, favorites. yeah, Nat King uh, Cole. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, Mariah, I don't I Mariah, that, but... Mariah put out a great Christmas album. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Phil Spector uh-huh. and Nat King Cole are my, probably my two top. Mm-hmm. And then the Mariah one. Yeah, I guess I would say "Fairy Tale of New York." I kind of like that song, uh, but yeah, "Fairy Tale of New York." You kind of like that song. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Around the holidays, it's that's the song. That's the go-to song. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, now it's competing with John Bon, bon Jovi's version. I'm still waiting for your reaction video uh, to that. And also, where's the reaction video to "Now and Then"? What's go? What's I the know. hold up? What's the hold up? Because I spent the weekend in Boston, I haven't had oh, okay, it all right. by myself. Well, that's a legitimate. Okay, that's a legitimate excuse then. Okay, so, so have you listened it, to this song? No. Oh, okay. So it's still in its cardboard <laughs> box packaging. Wow. Okay. So wait for this weekend. All right. Be alone. Okay. All right. Well, you have you have a uh, legitimate uh, excuse then. Please respect but, my wishes. Man. I didn't know what was happening there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Seems I know like a, a delay. I, know well, I look forward to that. And yeah, don't forget the John Bon Jovi fairy, because I want to hear your uh, your take on that, because that is a. Uh... Well, I was going to say, 
I, I think we know what my take is going to be. How great would it be if I would just fucking loved it? <laughs> How great would that be if I just come in like, no, that's, uh, that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, sorry, Shane and Kirsten McCall, but uh, you've been Bon Jovi'd. <laughs> you done got Jovi'd. <laughs> yeah. No, that, so that I, is I not going to happen. And I would uh, wager on that. Uh, is there an example of a song, like the classic version, but there's one you like better that everybody would be appalled by? Like, and it has to be a super classic version of a song, like like Eleanor Rigby. Do you like one of the thousand covers better, which would be insane? Right, right. Um, hmm. I just heard somebody talking about a cover that they like better than the original. Uh, not coming to mind. Head on, Jesus, Mary Chain, and Pixies. That's a great. Both of those are great. Mm-hmm. And any version of California Sun. I feel like I, I feel like you don't hear bad covers of California Sun, starting with uh -huh. the remote version, of course. Uh -huh. <laughs> what was that for? <laughs> how's how's the? Uh, I think I do have a Joey. Was it a Joey Ramone Christmas album? Didn't he put out a Christmas record? No. I thought I had something. He used to do Christmas shows. Uh, I mean, it wasn't on his. I don't think it was on. He only put out one solo album, really. Uh, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight is always on the... It's on my list. Okay. That's a great one. I thought I had some sort of Joey Ramone Christmas thing. I Maybe. I could be wrong. It's happened before. I'll I'll look into that one. Uh, I don't think I really knew that one solo record he put out with. But now looks stupid because it has a song about Maria Bartiromo on it. Remember that? <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, uh, he had the, he had a little bit of a, a crush on her. Oh, big crush! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the time, it made sense. Now it's like, ooh. Uh -huh. <laughs> now, now Johnny would be the one crushing uh -huh. on. Her. Uh, but that that album had uh, he did a cover. It's a wonderful world, which maybe you're thinking of because it sounds Christmassy. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he okay. he always did a lot of stuff with Ronnie Spector, so maybe there's some Christmas stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe it's a bootleg. I, I maybe I got some sort of right. bootleg thing. Oh, don't know? try to be cool now. Oh, maybe it's a <laughs> yellow vinyl bootleg. 100, 180 bootlegs. But uh, now, yeah, Christmas music. You know, I take out the same albums. I'll take mm -hmm. out the SCTV Christmas DVD. Uh, yeah. Do you know those those SCTV Christmas episodes? Mm -mm. Oh, and that's something you should look into. I, this is. This is the time of year. I know nobody likes to hear about my love of British sitcoms, <laughs> but the Brits know how to do Christmas TV better than us. Uh -huh. Sorry, America. It's true. Uh -huh. the, the Chinese do better chicken nuggets than us, and the British do better uh, uh, Christmas specials mm -hmm. than us. So it's just the way it is. Number one uh, Christmas special? I think the... I'll tell you what my number one is. Number uh two my two favorites are uh do you ever watch extras yeah do you see the and the christmas special for that it's, it's like been a, a while movie. yeah yeah incredible fantastic yeah. Mm -hmm. and and it was the series closer season mm -hmm. and sort of wraps everything up uh you've never watched gavin and stacy but you're no. a pick you're a rube <laughs> uh they have two christmas episodes uh but one of theirs is just classic you know it's funny it's warm it's every moment is iconic uh fantastic uh so i mean the office had some great christmas episodes the office yeah the office had a bunch of great ones yeah 
They were good I, at it. But I'm talking about British TV, Mike. Don't. Yeah, well, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm countering with an argument that American shows can do it pretty good if they put their mind to it, as The Office did. To. Now, the funny thing is, Christmas viewing, Christmas Day viewing in Britain has become synonymous with watching Only Fools and Horses because they put out 19 Christmas specials, some of them an hour, some an hour and a half. Wow. Uh, but the funny thing about those is literally only one is centered around Christmas. Another one mentions Christmas, and they, all the others are just kind of like, don't have anything to do with Christmas. So they're just extra episodes they'd put out. They would come out on Christmas Day. Uh-huh. And that was like, oh, we're all eating their turkey and then sitting around watching this year's Only Fools and Horses. Wow. Okay. Special. There's 19 of them. So uh, that was uh, their version of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Talking okay. about turkey and then watch. Uh, well, uh, you would stop after after Uncle Albert came on board. <laughs> uh, no pun there. I said on board, like I said. Like, uh-huh. Maybe I'll even go back and, and and check out some some more of that. Or what's the Allison Stedman show? Don't you tease me? You've been posting clips of that. I guess is that a new season with her? It's a new series. Now I first fell in love with her with Gavin Asaci. She was on Gavin Asaci. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's a, you just sold me on that one. Maybe I'll go yes. back. Uh-huh. Uh, that's probably my second favorite behind overall British sitcom behind Only Fools and Horses. Gavin Asaci. Wow. Okay. Which I know as Americans we're supposed to hate because it's James Corden, but you know, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, th- that's those are my favorite. Yeah. Okay, I had something brilliant to say, but now I can't. Uh, <laughs> I have a list. Oh, next was time a couple of years ago. My favorite episodes, Christmas episodes of all the Britcoms. So don't worry, I'll I may I may dig it up on Xmas time. I may not. Who knows? I'm a fucking mystery. I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, that reminds me. I'm sorry. So, as you well know, over the last year or two, I've been doing, uh, binge, I've been watched all of the Bob Newhart show and Mary Tyler Moore. And I'm getting to the end of Mary Tyler Moore. I'm in the seventh season. And all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, I, I, the, the Chris, I got to the, one of the Christmas episodes of Bob Newhart. And then I noticed I was a couple of episodes of Mary Tyler Moore away from its Christmas episode, which Wikipedia tells me was aired on the exact same night as Bob Newhart's Christmas show. Right. So what am I doing? Yes. I'm I'm watching all the Mary Tyler Moore shows to catch up to the Bob Newhart Christmas show so I can watch both of them. Yeah, you'll be in sync. Yeah. Christmas in yeah. sync. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both both Christmas Day 1976 they both played Christmas Day I'm going to watch them both. People wonder why I'm single. <laughs> I don't get it either. <laughs> see that's uh yeah that that was my experience watching them back you know saturday night they, they, they that was their power uh power yeah. night with uh all in the family and those two shows and i think there was another one but i'm blanking out on it oh. tell me in the comments if you're you're old like me because <laughs> you got to be old to remember those things oh shit what was it maybe tell them all about Newhart, all in the family well, then they started having the spinoffs. So. Yeah, I was just gonna say maybe you know oh, they were working Jefferson, in the spinoffs. Or, you know, yeah. Maud or uh, the Jeffersons. Uh, the Jeffersons, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, so that's my Christmas plans. There you go. Syncing up <laughs> a Bob Newhart and Mary Tyler Moore show from 1970. There you go. 
Well, at least you have plans. <laughs> I don't. Not bad. I, I don't really have plans. Not bad. I'll be going over to my brother's and well, probably watch some football. Hey, there's uh, the Giants. Can I interest you in watching some Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart? The Giants are playing that night. Uh, I'll check. Yeah, I, I think I'll check those episodes. Well, although I'm having some weird thing with Paramount. No, they're not on Paramount. Oh, yeah, they would be on Paramount. No, Mary Tyler Moore is on Hulu. Bob Newhart just it was on Hulu. Now I think it's on Amazon. It just moved recently. Wow. It's weird. I, yeah, I may be wrong about Bob Newhart because uh, it's been a couple of weeks because I've been waiting to catch up with Mary, on Mary Tyler Moore. So. It's weird these deals they have that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, they're both CBS shows, so I thought they should be on Paramount, but I guess people yeah. buy them and, you know, they'll, they'll have the rights or whatever yeah. to stream. It's like whatever studios originally owned them. It's like if you watch Wings, which is, you know, super hardcore NBC, uh, because whatever studio on it now, you have the CBS logo as you're watching it, which is uh -huh. very weird. So, yeah, but something's that's, going. That's just for old fuckers like us who remember when <laughs> shows were on certain channels. So, <laughs> I've been trying to watch something on Paramount Plus, and I'm getting the uh, the blind version. It's uh, nothing on the screen. I can hear the audio of the characters, and then talking about this before. Is this still did I, yeah? Did I bring it up before? What show was it? It's uh, the Curse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were having Nathan, trouble. Nathan Fielder show. Like, they're still sending Come me on, emails. Get those comments. <laughs> help, help, Mike. Come on now. Yeah. No, we're still in negotiations. They're like uh, sending me DMs. Oh yeah, we're looking into this, and uh, we'll really? follow up. Yeah, it's going on weeks now. It's ridiculous. So in the meantime, you can on Paramount. You can watch Frasier. Frasier. <laughs> Yeah, well, that might have to wait. Oh, ouch. <laughs> it's waited this long, right? Okay, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. The numbers are up. Numbers are up. I'm going to uh, send out a uh, generous, check. generous check to Greg for Christmas <laughs> so he can cover his... His streaming costs. Soup. His streaming costs. And, uh, and a maybe, boat, maybe? And a boat? Maybe a pair of sneakers. <laughs> you need a need a new pair of sneakers? Some shoes? Uh, I'd rather have the cash. Thank you. Uh, okay. All right. Well, that is going to be forthcoming. Thanks, um, buddy. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody, do like Mike said, do the comments. Thanks for listening. I guess, uh, yeah, we got one more show before the new year, and then it's going to be 24. Just like that. <laughs> Who knew? Well, we I all knew. We all knew. <laughs> I know it's going to be the year after that, too, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to spook you, but I can go all the way up to 2036. There you go. Like no problem. There you go. Maybe I'll have a health update by next week. <laughs> yes. Look, look forward to that. Yes. Okay. You know it, what? I have it throbbing. Done, I have... Can, can you see the throbbing? It looks like there's an eel coming out of it or something. <laughs> Is that normal? <laughs> I can't tell. But you know what? I, I, I haven't seen my doctor in about half a year either. So I I need to get uh I need to get something on the books too. So you yeah, you all you old guys, you know, there's a stereotype that old guys don't go to the doctor enough. And no. I think it's probably true. Uh I've been fortunate. I haven't had a whole lot of issues, but um 
Because you haven't been to the doctor. They'll tell you. <laughs> well, I've, like I said, I've had a blood blood pressure issue that I've been dealing with. I, I think it's been stabilized. So, I hope I've I hope I haven't made it worse. <laughs> uh, I'd like to suggest I've learned that I do better when I have a a female doctor. Really? Okay. Because uh, I think I've said, but before growing up, you know, it was always, you're not sick. Don't be a wuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, your leg's not broken. Knock it out. Nobody wants to hear it. You're a wuss. So if I went to a male doctor, I would just clam up. I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm tough. Whereas a woman doctor, I'm very forthcoming. I tell her everything. Really? I'm very more open with a female doctor than a male doctor. I think because of my youth, when it's beaten into you, you know, don't be a wuss. Uh-huh. You're not sick. Not you know. Now a woman, woman doctor, she's like, "How you doing?" And I just let. Here's how I'm doing. I just let it out. So that's a little suggestion. Take it. Don't take yeah, it. I well, you know, it's it's interesting you say that because I've never had a woman doctor. Mm-hmm. I've always had male doctors, but like I said, I've been fortunate. I haven't had a lot of health issues, and when I do have health issues, yeah, that's when I go in, and it's sort of straightforward, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the ear thing. It's the blood pressure thing, mm-hmm. and, and that's been it pretty much. But uh, I will co- keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the suggestion. Uh, I believe I speak for all of our fans when I say thank you, Mike. <laughs> we want you to be healthy. Yes. Okay. I want to live. <laughs> oh, to quote, to quote the Ramones. That's, that's my motto. I want to live. <laughs> I want to live, and mine and mine is uplifting heaviness. Uh huh. Well, it actually sounds like me getting dressed in the morning now. I'm uh-huh. thinking. Okay. <laughs> Duly noted. All right, buddy. Thanks. We'll see everybody. you next week. See you next week.